0: Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of The Background Scoop. I'm your host, DJ Stavropoulos, part-time actor here in Atlanta, Georgia. At some point during this episode, I mentioned getting to the meat of the episode. Well, after recording a number of vignettes, otherwise known as little stories, I realized that there is no meat and there won't be any meat. Instead, this is a vegetarian episode. I hope that's okay. Okay. All kidding aside, I think that the overarching theme this time around is that you never know what's going to happen until it does. So keep your options open set your expectations low, and you may be pleasantly surprised. Synchronicity can play a huge role in the path your acting career takes, and aside from hard work, connections, and lots of training, sometimes it's just about being in the right place at the right time. For example, you may be featured even though you were not hired for a featured role, or if you were hired for a featured role, you may be featured even more than you expected. You may make a connection with a director and forget all about them, and then suddenly they reach out to you out of the blue. You may do a student film, which people see, and then start asking about who you are and if you're available to work on their project. In sum, a lot of this you can plan out, but then some of it is beyond your control and just happens. I'll get started after the break. Today is Friday, March 18th, 2022, another snow day. That means the day was cut short. It was day one of a three-day job on a movie whose codename is Road Trip, something about a second civil war in the U.S. We filmed in Old Fourth Ward on Jesse Hill Drive at Edgewood in at 6 a.m., about an hour of filming from 10 to 11, and then it started raining. They shuffled us inside for safety. And at 1130 said we would not be filming anymore for the day, which led us to believe we'd be wrapped soon, but soon turned out to be three and a half hours later. In the meantime, I convinced my friend Kevin that we should just walk back to holding one so that we'd be the first ones there for checkout when the shuttle buses did arrive. So we did it. We snuck out the back door and trudged four blocks in the rain to the big white tent in a field on old Wheat Street. When we got there, there was just one security guard inside. And then suddenly our PA appeared behind us and said that he wasn't mad, but that we had to get back on the bus and go back to the gym holding area we had just come from. Our plans were foiled. And then suddenly seven other people appeared who had somehow traveled back here prematurely as well. Overall, it was a crappy day, and I've already decided that I'm not going back to do this again next Monday and Tuesday. Instead, I booked myself on the Wonder Years for the ninth time. This time, I get to be a teacher. I've been wanting to do this role for about a year now. Let's see. I've been a baseball coach, office clerk, parent at a science fair, pedestrian, Brad's dad at his bar mitzvah, a busboy, a patient in a hospital, a file clerk again, and now a teacher. Last week, we were back in Lillian's office, and Saycon, Khan, the lead actress, actually walked in and said hello to me. And I thought, is she just being friendly, or does she recognize me as the background guy who keeps popping up on the show? I'll never know. Unless I ask her, of course. The past few weeks have been filled with disappointing gigs. I did Tom Swift twice and really, really liked it. First as a fencing coach and then as a CEO at this big party for what was supposed to be five days. But then I booked Zoltar, which is really the big game show, on top of it. And then I blew a tire on the way home and missed out on three days of work. My car is still in the shop two weeks later and I'm hating this Ford Mustang I've got because it drinks gasoline like there's no tomorrow. And with the Russian invasion of Ukraine, gasoline prices have gone through the roof. I think I'm paying about $4.30. Anyway, I ended up on the big game show again, and it wasn't very fun, in a bar on the outskirts of Decatur. Prior to this, I did tell me lies as a parent, moving my kid into their college dorm, but I was never used. And I also did a friend of the family which I enjoyed the most of these three, a period piece in the 1970s. As usual, casting said my beard would be fine, but the director immediately came over after take one and asked if I could shave it. No, sorry. Okay, so they turned me around and had me face the wall. I met this fascinating woman there who's been acting since she was 14 and is originally from Maine. We chatted up a storm, but I never got her name. Once again, On several of these shows, I got in trouble for plugging my phone into generators. That is a no-no. So I bought this great portable charger from Target for $35 and used it on set today. It's wonderful. Everyone needs one of these because you cannot rely on finding a plug somewhere. Ironically, on the Wonder Years last week, back at the old East Point City Hall, I found a plug outside at the bottom of a streetlight and used that. And also met this guy, Leon, who stands in on the show. Cameron's house did barely appear in the last episode, episode 16, The Sleepover, as three of the kids are walking down the street. I did Monarch for the fifth time this week, and it was also fun. A big 40 under 40 party I met this woman Tashina on the Wonder Years and then hung out with her again the next day on Monarch. Note to all of you, it is okay to double book yourself to film and test or fit on the same day. I've done this a few times, but it depends. I worked Monarch on Wednesday, but also had to fit for Dynasty. The Monarch call time was 6 a.m., which was going to be an issue since I had to be at Dynasty at 9. But because it was a cattle call, I was able to sneak out for two hours, and no one noticed. Dynasty ended up being a total disaster, the absolute worst experience I have ever had. Long story short, I accidentally told them I had tested only once, not twice, and they flipped out. I was already in the building. The wardrobe woman was looking at my suits. The PA basically pushed me out of the building Stack. He tried to get me tested, but no one was there. He brought me back inside to somewhere else, but no one was there. He spent 20 minutes figuring out what to do. He decided I would only test that day and then fit on the day of filming. He took me outside again to test and left. While I was PCR testing, the testing people decided that they would rapid test me so I could fit. I told them to let Nick, the PA, know. She assured me she had. I waited 15 minutes for the result and then went in and put my suit on. Nick then reappeared and had a meltdown, practically yelling at me because I had come back into the building, despite the fact that it was his people who had sent me back in, and my suits were still sitting inside. Then after all this, the filming got moved to Friday and I had a conflict. I said I was free, but then they released me. It's mid-March already. I am working twice as many shows in 2020. 22 as last year up to 28 so far at this rate i'll hit 100 by the end of the year but that is not the plan because i have real estate to sell and real acting work to pursue along with this the other good news is that i ran into the filmmaker malcolm today at road trip and he asked to hear my british accent so i began rattling off my jack worthing monologue from the importance of being earnest halfway through the pa interrupted us to call us all inside I never got to finish it, but he did ask for my phone number, so now I feel that I'm one step closer to him perhaps considering me for a role given my audition today. That's what it actually felt like, and you should always be prepared to do this for anyone who asks you to at any time. My second acting class at Alliance starts in a week and a half, and I just cannot wait. I really do miss having this to go to. My last one ended February 22nd, only three weeks ago, but it feels like months. It's still Friday, March 18th. I had to break my diarrhea of the mouth into three pieces because I didn't have enough breath to speak it all at once. So the show DMZ finally premiered on March 17th on HBO Max. I filmed the pilot over two years ago. I thought movies were bad because you typically have to wait a year. But two years for a TV show? I'm sure COVID had something to do with it. I thought surely I wouldn't see myself because this was the biggest cattle call I've ever done. But I was wrong. My red scarf was clearly visible and it took only 30 seconds to find myself running through the crowd with my suitcase and Holly by my side as we tried to get on the bus and get out of Manhattan. The rest of the show wasn't holding my interest, so I turned it off. Yes, I now have the attention span of a nap or a kid with ADHD. Have you ever met someone in the real world? that you had prior to that point only met online? This happened on Monarch last week. This woman, Michelle, posted a question to see who else was working the show. I said that I was. And then guess what? I got placed directly next to her on the set, but I wasn't sure. After a few minutes, she apologized for bumping into me. Then I opened up Facebook and commented on her last post. I said, quote, I think I'm standing right next to you, unquote, exactly what any mature adult who isn't socially awkward would do in this day and age. As if asking her if she were Michelle was some huge risk. We subsequently took a break, and when I returned, she looked right at me, and I blurted out, it is you, Michelle! And she just laughed and said that I may as well friend her now on Facebook. So I did that is hilarious. I mean, what are the chances that you'll end up right next to a complete stranger you were just chatting with on Facebook? She doesn't look totally like her black and white profile photo, which is what made it so challenging for me, but it was her. Now I'll probably never see her again. Okay, enough of my stupid stories, which I have to admit I enjoy listening to now and again. It's almost as if this podcast is a personal diary that I can listen to when I want to relive memories of my days on set. On to the meat of the this episode, I swear. It's Friday, March 15th, 2022. Happy Greek Independence Day. Yes, The Greeks have their own 4th of July, but it's not on July 4th. I guess everyone that's free celebrates it when they want to. Okay, just one more story. Hear me out. I just spent two days on my first Tyler Perry show at Tyler Perry Studios. What a very different experience. He films nonstop and is not a perfectionist. Everyone shuffles around very quickly between takes. You cannot hear him say reset, so you have no idea if you're going back to your start mark or somewhere else. I asked the PA yesterday what episode we were filming, and he looked at me. As if I had six heads. He asked, Have you never done one of these before? We shoot 100 pages of dialogue a day and it's multiple episodes. So the answer was, I have no idea what episodes we are filming. So I just went on to IMDb and attached myself to season five, episode one, and so far I am the only cast there. Plus, these people really, really leave you hanging. We finished filming these law office scenes at 3 today, and then the entire crew just up and disappeared, leaving us there. I was in the fishbowl boardroom. I went outside to discover 100 new people sitting under our tent, waiting for their restaurant scene. Then finally, someone came over and led us back to our check-in building. Our original holding but then no one knew if we were officially wrapped then they asked if we would rather wrap now or go to lunch first most people just wanted to leave but instead they started loading people onto buses to go to lunch i stayed behind and that was smart because 20 minutes later stanley started checking us out But just like last night, it was impossible to flag down a van to take us to parking. We got this guy in a fancy black Mercedes van to stop and listen to our story. And even though he was new and didn't know exactly where we wanted to go, he let 10 of us get in and took us to our cars. Meanwhile, I booked myself for five days on Zoltar next week, whose real name is The Big Door Prize. It's two different projects, and I decided to not come back to Sista's next Tuesday didn't matter because when I got home, they had canceled next Tuesday. Some of my usual friends were there, including Bernie and Kate, but I also made new ones, including Luna, Talil, and Janice, as well as a few other whose names I didn't get. This one woman who lived in Manhattan for five years insisted on trying to take over my board meeting. I never let her take my seat at the head table and it was a hoot 20 minutes later as she was standing outside the room talking instead of pantomiming to this other guy the pa sent me walking through the scene and said quote see that lady talking there go tell her to stop talking and then make your way over to the break room unquote it was hilarious be wary when they send you downstairs though you never get called back up because they can't see you and it's full of scary furniture, all labeled set deck. S E T space D E C. In some, Tyler Perry is very tall and appears quite demanding and films TV shows in a very different way from everyone else. I've never seen one, but Bernie claims you can see this in the finished product. In other words, the cinematography, dialogue, and editing reflect his approach. At one point, he was feeding the actors lines on the fly so that each one would have to wait for Tyler to say the line before they could repeat it. I wondered how awkward this would sound in the show if everyone was suddenly pausing each time before they spoke. Oops, I spoke too soon. I have to cancel the second Zoltar gig. I applied for and got booked on Doom Patrol for four days of shooting as one of two featured dads of a little girl. The first two nights are overnights, which you all know I do not do, but for this show and this role, I am willing to stay up all night. It already feels like another opportunity to live my life vicariously through my characters. Someday, I will have a little girl for real. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. It's Friday, April 1st, 2022. No joke. I'm sitting on the set of... Doom Patrol season four. Uh, it's a four day stint. Um, the first two days are night shoots and the next morning and Tuesday are day shoots. Don't normally do night shoots, but because it's a featured role and I enjoy being on the show, I decided to accept this. Yesterday wasn't bad. I tried to prepare by staying up late Thursday night till 1 a.m. and getting up three hours later at, I guess, 9 a.m. instead of 6 a.m. So first day wasn't bad. Um, we got here at 5 p.m. and worked till 7 a.m., which is a long day, and then to make things worse, my drive home on 20 West was right in the middle of rush hour, so it took a good 45 minutes to get home, and I basically got home, unloaded the car, and went to sleep right away from about 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., but the problem is people call you and text you in the middle of the day, and I kept waking up, but I got a good uh, eight hours of sleep, and then I had three hours to shower, eat, breakfast, and lunch, and do some real estate work before I headed out again today. So here I am again. Call time today was 2 and 45 later, 7.45. Everybody else was pretty much here and now I'm just sitting here and holding. Um, I think they're doing the featured role tonight. I'm one of two dads to a little girl and there's nobody else here except for me and my daughter and her grandmother. My husband, who I met last night, um, is a no-show today, so I'm not sure what, what they're going to do. They're either going to make me a single dad or find somebody else. Um, hopefully, because the girl's involved, they're not going to keep us here all night because she's probably 11. And I, don't, I think there are laws against doing that, the number of hours they work, and possibly some other restrictions in having children work overnight. So hopefully that means an earlier um, wrap time for me. I don't think they can use any other scenes because once you're featured, you can't really really be used as a regular background person in other scenes because it won't make any sense. So good for me. Um, That's it. Don't normally do these um, on the fly, but here I am with nothing else to do. So we'll see how it goes. Again, Doom Patrol season four, I think it's going to be in episode three or four. It's now Saturday, April 2nd, about quarter after 12 in the morning. uh, We just finished the featured shoot. It was a little bit of a (laughs) fiasco. I watched them pull the little girl out from holding with a grandma. I'm like, what is going on? Why are they taking her and not taking me? Something's gone terribly wrong. So I convinced myself that they decided not to do the scene with me or something crazy. And then Giovanna comes walking in 20 minutes later and she's yelling, Dennis, Dennis, and looking at me and waving. And I'm just kind of ignoring her because my name isn't Dennis, but she was clearly looking for me. So she brings me out there and they've got two other backgrounds sitting at the table with a little girl and neither of them knows what's going on and she just tells me to go over and sit down and replace one of them and ask him what the scene's about and so one guy leaves and the other guy has no idea what's going on cuz nobody told him that's that's how they do things here and um eventually I said okay there were supposed to be two dads and one of them didn't show up so I guess you're the other dad and and then we did the scene and the girl was like amazing it was really strange at first because she was super quiet and I asked her her name and she told me and then the other guy was just like playing with his phone and I started talking to her and um it's amazing she's like she's 10 or 11 she's in fourth grade but she's actually homeschooling herself which doesn't mean her parents are teaching her it means she's taking classes online and she's going at twice the rate. She should be going, so she's basically completing fourth and fifth grade at the same time. She also plays tennis. She also has three businesses, one of which is acting. The second is, I don't think this is her business, it's her family's, but she claims she's an integral part of it. They breed a dog I've never heard of, which is a cross between a corgi, a poodle, and a bichon Frise, and I forget the order that the name is in, but I think it's a cor... corpoo... B or something i don't know i keep forgetting it. i just googled it and i couldn't find any trace of all three of those i found combinations of two of them but not all three so anyway uh i'm sure it's a valid uh breed but i just can't find anything on it yet so um and then we were done and there was her way at like 11:38. i'm like okay that makes sense she's already been here since seven or eight um and then i was told to go get tested and come right back i come right back and uh Kayla's like she's like okay everybody go to their spots and I'm like well I was at a table and she's like oh you can just go back to holding so here I am at 12:15, whatever time it is sitting all by myself and holding <laughs> uh with nothing to do and wondering uh, they just gonna have me sit here all night because they can't use me or is someone gonna someone gonna be kind enough to uh let me leave early um even though they are guaranteed to pay me for 12 hours and lo and behold, I was very, very surprised yesterday. Um, I think the rate was 150 for 12 hours, but they made a bunch of us wear masks because they didn't have enough masked people, and the masked people were getting more money, so somebody somebody started arguing with the PA about that, trying to figure out if we were going to get paid more, some kind of mask bump, and I'm like, whatever. And then I get home, and my voucher was like 50 bucks more, so it was like 200 bucks instead of 150 and I think that's because I'm in a feature role or something. I don't know, but anyway... I don't really need the mouse, mouse bump. So that is that. Um, I don't think I'm going to go home and write anything down and record any more about this episode. I'm just doing it on the fly. So I'll be in touch. See ya. It's Saturday, April 2nd. It's about... Um, Eleven forty p.m. Yes, day two on Doom Patrol was pretty much just like day one. Uh my call time was later at 745, but everybody else came in at like 5.30, and we did film right until 7 a.m. this morning, and I came home and did the same thing I did the first day. I got into bed at 8 a.m. and I slept till about four p.m. Actually I got up at 3 30 and then did my normal stuff. So the challenge tonight is going to bed when I don't need sleep because I just slept for eight hours and trying to get back on my normal schedule. So um, I think the last points I wanted to make was really about the blocking of the scene, which is really interesting. I was sitting, it was around like picnic table. I was sitting in the middle. Dad too was on the left, the little girl was on the right. And we had to sit like really perfectly. Like when you're sitting there, you're seeing the whole Um, set and the world but when they look through the camera everything's got to be perfect so they kept shifting me over and telling me to turn my shoulders a little bit to the left and to not move around a lot and they came back and gave her some notes after the first few takes they didn't want her leaning in towards the table as much as she was and so on Uh, we had to make sure that the spoon in the dish of ice cream was always facing the camera and wasn't rotated as it got pushed across the table then when they filmed from the other side they completely cheated the scene. They've moved me to the other side of the bench that I was sitting on and did some other shifting, so um, I'm pretty sure I should be visible head-on when this airs. And yes, I did end up staying there the whole night, primarily because even though I was featured, um, the subsequent scenes, um, we were back to putting masks on our face, so nobody was would know it was me. So I was out there with everybody else, but I actually never ended up on set again i was just outside and holding the whole time which is extremely boring i don't know what's worse being out there freezing lying on the ground or being in holding freezing just sitting there with nothing to do uh, for such a long period of time i didn't have any props it was very quick and easy getting out but at the very end there were like 20 of us crowded around this campfire on the set and we knew we weren't going to be used but you have to wait until like the very last minute almost until they yell uh, it's a wrap before the PA can let us go. And I don't understand this at all because clearly they weren't using us and they weren't going to do any more scenes after that one. So, um, so that is that I'm not sure I'll do any overnights anytime soon, but I'm definitely glad that I did this one because it was fun. Two more days, um, uh, Monday and Tuesday in the daytime. Uh, hopefully that'll be fun. I think there's going to be some dancing involved, so we'll see how that goes. And that is that for my update on Doom Patrol. And the episode is actually episode four. It's called Casey Patrol. And since I did get a hold of the sides, I've been running around today reciting out loud the two most... the two uh, the, the two parts of Casey's dialogue that I heard again and again and again because she, she spoke them so loudly and so articulately and I was lying on the ground next to her and I could hear them. A lot of the dialogue I could not hear, but these two, two paragraphs I could hear and they're very cute, but I can't repeat them because that would be a no-no due to the non-disclosure. So, see ya. It is Monday, April, uh, what day is it? April 4th? Sorry. (laughs) I don't even know what day it is. It's Tuesday, April 5th, 2022. Uh, Yesterday, Monday was day three on my four-day Doom Patrol stint. Um, Every day is slightly different. This is a much better experience than I had two years ago actually three years ago in the fall of 2019 when I first did the show for season two and even better than last year when I did an episode for season three um, but because it was supposed to rain today and it did rain they took today's shoot and they moved to Thursday and luckily I don't have a conflict so I will be back this Thursday but yesterday was the first of the four days where we were not working overnight so it's much better we went from being freezing cold outside all night with heaters to being baked in the sun. I actually got a farmer's tan because I had a short sleeve shirt on and I refused to put on sunscreen. So two other highlights, um, I kept complaining because I did not have a fun prop and I really, 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 really wanted a hula hoop. So Kayla finally gave me a hula hoop. And then as soon as I started to show how I could do it, it went straight to the ground. Something about my costume was making it fall immediately. So I started spinning it in my arm and then for the entire scene, I basically had to walk spinning it on my right arm and walk through a arch made out of blown up um, little animals that kids would play with. So that was a little bit difficult. And then walking into a crowd and like turning around and walking away from the crowd and not dropping that thing. So quite a challenge. Later in the day, I got picked uh, among five other backgrounds to be in a very intimate uh, campfire scene with a uh, principal actor and two other people. Um, really, really cool. We got to laugh again at so We weren't just sitting there. It was kind of like the Doom Patrol episode from last year. Um, and so that was fun. And it's just so different when it's a really small group of people and all the crew are staring at you and moving around and fixing your hair and your clothing and, and shifting you so everything's perfect. And then having the principal actor look right into your eyes as they're speaking. It's just, <laughs> it's just weird. It's like, it's like, you're not just this fly on the wall. It's like you're in the room, of the person, and they're looking at you and they're talking to you and they know that you're there. So... Anyway, that's that for Doom Patrol. Uh, I may or may not report again after day four, but we'll see. Okay, so this is it for my reporting on Doom Patrol. Today is Friday, April 8th. 2022 yesterday was our last of four days a daytime shoot in a 10:30 and done at midnight there were a lot of new people for some reason a few points i want to make one principal actors may remember you as we gathered around a campfire the lead in this scene is a drag queen whose real name is alan mingo jr he was in season two the sex patrol episode that i did so she walks by and looks at me and says now you look familiar and i said sex patrol season two you were in a nurse's uniform. That explained it. During a few of the takes, she walked by and touched a bunch of us, but eventually her path changed and I became one of the untouchables. Point two, she sang a song and they said we could sing the chorus but they wouldn't give us the words. And they made a big deal out of suggesting that if we wanted to sing, that we could, but they couldn't make us sing or ask us to sing. My friend Seth said this had something to do with SAG rules and something along the lines of if more than six people chime in and sing or chant, then these people are technically not. Reciting lines because it's a whole crowd reciting the lines. It was very strange. I guess it was their way of saying, please sing for us because that will help the scene. But we're not going to pay each of you a thousand dollars a day just because of it. Three. We had a brand new PA named Morgan. It was their first day on the job. Did you notice I didn't refer to them as her? She made it very clear that she was a transgendered male whose preferred pronoun was they. Kayla Frazier was not there yesterday, although she was there prior three days. Point four, these people are supposed to be detail-oriented, but they're not. At the 11th hour, literally around 11 p.m., as they're about to shoot the final scene, someone from wardrobe asks me about my Fitbit. Had I had it on all day? Yes, actually, all day for all four days. She disappeared and then came back to say, I should remove my Apple Watch. Her fear of being sued for showing a product was directed at the wrong company. If she couldn't even tell that it was a Fitbit standing right next to me, how would Apple or Fitbit prove what it was? Seth joked that they would just digitally remove it from the other scenes or cover it it with some hideous growth. She claimed they had photos of me with it. Off. Not true at all. I think they just lie to cover their asses or justify their requests. Likewise, we had to deprop at one point. So I put my colored glass of water down and when I went to retrieve it, they insisted that my glass was blue. But when I got back to set and looked at it and thought about it, I was convinced that I had had the red glass and Seth agreed as well. It was too late. Once again, the prop person who gave it to me insisted that they had a photo of me with blue glass. Lies, I tell you. Anyway, the point is that this type of lackadaisical discontinuity is why bits and pieces of movies don't make sense because scenes are filmed in pieces and those responsible for continuity aren't 100% accurate. That's it. My new friend Winnie from Zoltar was there, and Seth from Red Notice, and Henry from Doom Patrol a year ago. I feel quite sick today because I went to Walgreens to get my second booster, as in my fourth COVID vaccine shot, and I forgot about the potential side effects which are kicking in. Or maybe it's a combination of this and the fact that I slept for only seven hours last night. Today is Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. I am only super superstitious about this number when it falls on a Friday. Nothing bad happened today, but the day is not over. It's 4 18 p.m. I had my second class today for acting to process. Today's lesson was about the other. That means focusing on the other actors in the scene and observing them and interpreting their behavior as it relates to you reaching your goal for the scene. We did some very strange exercises that baffled me at the time, but once explained, it all made sense. There were three rounds and three people. In round one, Kat and Keir were taken outside and given secret instructions. They came back in and walked around me as if I were a suspect that they were trying to find something on. In round two, I was taken outside and told that Cat and Keir were my long-lost twin siblings that I hadn't seen in years. So I was jumping up and down with glee, and of course, they had no idea what I was doing or why, and continued to view me apprehensively, lest I pull out my weapon and harm them. In round three, we each continued to focus on our goals, but this time actually took the behavior of the other and our interpretation of it into account. Long story short... Your job is to observe the other, interpret their behavior, and then determine if they're helping you achieve your goal or hurting your chances, or something right in the middle. Kira set up his phone to record our final presentation, and the instructor noted that she doesn't normally do this for acting class. Only for her film class, but she allowed it. He subsequently sent us clips through WhatsApp. It's weird to watch yourself. We are doing monologues again next week, so this should be fun. She gave us only 10 this time, and as usual, I will attempt three of these before deciding which one I'll do in class. I spent 12 hours on set yesterday on a Dynasty episode. Episode 13, Season 5, to be specific. It's been almost a year since I've worked on this show. It was one for the records for several reasons. One... After two years of not touching strangers due to COVID, I was shaking hands with everyone. At one point, I was working the room, but the day started with me shaking Grant Show's hand and posing with him for pictures. And then much later, I was shaking Sharon Lawrence's hand as I welcomed her to the event. Not only do I normally not interact with principal actors, but I have never actually touched one. When we took the photos, I put my hand behind Blake Carrington's British daughter's back as she was directly to my right. And of course, Grant Show did the same thing from the other side so i kept touching someone's hand back there and kept moving mine to avoid this point two actors have personalities and many times you don't see or know this yesterday i did grant show was standing right in front of us chit chatting with the actresses who play his wife crystal and his daughter amanda he was telling jokes and being funny and crude he blew a raspberry and then waved the air as if someone had passed gas real mature I saw bits and pieces of Daniela Alonzo and Eliza Bennett's personalities come out the same way, and then some of Elizabeth Giles and Sharon Lawrence and Adam Huber's later on. Actually, Adam, who plays Fallon's husband, had on pants very similar to the suit I was wearing, except his were Gucci. Sharon Lawrence plays Fallon's mother-in-law but it took a while to recognize her from NYPD Blue. Really close up, she has beautiful eyes, but when we greeted her, she quickly pretended to see someone else she knew across the room and excused herself. Three, as usual, you can meet some very interesting people on set. Among others, yesterday was a model named Tuki Daly, spelled T-U-K-I. She was in a beautiful red dress. We were in a few scenes together. She had eyes for the PA we had for the day, but he didn't know it. Actually, quite bizarrely, our PA for the day, Nick, is the real-life son of the actor who played Anders on the show. And then even weirder is that Nick the PA used to date the actress who plays Kirby. They are both Australian. Fourth, I'd like to give people a second chance. If you recall, I had a bad incident with Dynasty a few weeks ago, but decided to go back and take a chance. It worked out well. Nick and Dee recognized me immediately and called me by name throughout the day. I kept wondering if they had the same bad reaction to me that I had to them, and if they were feeling me out again the same way I was them. So by the end of the day, it was as if the disaster three weeks ago had never happened. My perception of them had changed completely. Until my friend Freddy told me that Nick had yelled at him in the morning for no good reason, and that made me start to question him all over again. So here was poor Fred going through the same thing I went through before. Bad experience, bad to be potentially followed by another filming date to smooth things out. Or not. 5. This guy at Fitting a few days ago ended up in line behind me. I started up a conversation and he told me his mother is a seamstress. He buys suits at Goodwill. And I said that their labeling system is bizarre. They don't put the 38R on suits. Instead, they use some unintelligible system that means nothing to me. He agreed, but said, if you lay the pants flat and wrap the waist around your neck, that will tell you if the pants will fit you without having to try them on. If the pants don't make it, they will be too small. If there is excess, they will be too big. I'll have to try that. That's it for now. If I ever figure out a topic for this episode, I'll be sure to let you know. It may end up being just one super concentrated segment surrounded by gobs of fluff. Not that fluff is bad. I just gave you five learnings of my own, each of which could be deemed invaluable. If nothing else, they will make you think about things. Today is Sunday, April 17th, 2022. Happy Easter! Personally, I celebrate the Greek Easter, which falls on next Sunday. That's because in the Bible, Easter did not happen until Passover ended and so we go by that rule. Sometimes it falls on the same day, but can be anywhere from one to five weeks later. It is never before the non-Greek Easter. Oh, and I made a mistake earlier. I said March 15th was Greek Independence Day. It's March 25th. Big news! Just when you don't think anything about it, something comes to you out of the blue. The director, Tiffany Sturdevant, who in January hired me for Sandy's Love and is now trying to get enough funding to continue filming in October of this year. Well, She sent me another script on Friday for another movie she's doing. It films on weekends in June in Birmingham, Alabama, which is about a two and a half hour drive. It's called The Devil Comes Dressed for Church 2 and is a comedy. It's a remake, I believe. I found clips on YouTube of some of the scenes, and the original was not very well made, in my opinion. Once again, I'm reminded of the quandary actors are in. Do you take whatever you can get? Probably when you're first starting out. But later on, when you're flooded with scripts, you get to be choosier about the projects you work on. You pick great scripts with great directors, with the hope that the product will be fantastic. But again, there are so many things that have to go right that you really have no control over. It's a wonder any films do turn out great. Putting my old project manager hat on, I think this type of project is a million times more difficult than any software project I've ever managed. So my character is in eight scenes. There are about 50 lines of script. By lines, I don't mean actual sentences. That number is much higher. I mean distinct paragraphs separated by other people speaking. So, I'm chunking them up and learning bit by bit. Soon, I will have all of it memorized, and then she may never get funding, and I'll have lines stuck in my head that I can't really use anywhere else. Kind of like that new thing on Survivor where the person gets an advantage and has to recite some weird sentence at the tribal council in order to invoke the advantage. Like the guy who just talked about coaching soccer, it had nothing to do with what they were discussing. My point of this story is twofold. One, synchronicity can play a huge role in getting where you wanna go. It's out of your control, of course, but it's nice to be in the right place at the right time. Two, I've learned that you should always take advantage of opportunities that come your way and provide the least resistance. By that I mean, if you're looking for a new job, it makes no sense to send out a thousand resumes to companies that are not hiring or are not hiring whatever you have to offer. Instead, find the low-hanging fruit, the companies that are hiring and are hiring people like you. So in this case, I'm focusing on this one director and establishing this relationship because she likes me and is willing to offer me multiple roles down the road. I am not pounding on the door of a director who is a complete stranger begging him to hire me, even though I have no real acting experience. That makes no sense. Somewhere in between these two extremes is me reaching out to Rawson Thurber, the director of Red Notice, and saying, quote, Hey, remember me, the Soto Voce body double? I'm taking acting classes, and I'm getting some real roles. So keep me in mind if you have any small roles that might be a good fit, unquote. That's all for this episode. Tune in again for more of The Background Scoop, where I discuss background acting here in Atlanta. Hope you're learning and getting some BG rules of your own. Feel free to reach out with your questions, which I'll try to answer in a future episode, or tell me a story about your own experience, and I may choose to interview you. See the episode notes for how to reach out, and if you like what you've heard, please rate the podcast. Thanks for listening.